At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening Wow Black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Wild Black. We are so glad you are still riding with us today. Today's just going to be an interesting, interesting, interesting conversation, but I'll get into that in a minute. Real quick, I need everybody listening to do me a big favor. I need you to press pause on your device and in this very moment, go find two, three, four people and share this podcast with them. We're growing. The numbers look great, but they can always look better. And we need every one of you all's help in order to get where we're trying to go and make the difference we're trying to make. Um, So we'll wait for you and we'll be here when you get back. So. Today's topic, it's a tough one for me. It's, it's a real tough one for me because we're, we're going to talk about this gap that people feel like is forming between black men and black women. And it's, it's something that I'm, I'm honestly embarrassed about because I don't know that I saw it happening. Right? Art's with us today. You got Vince is normal. And we've got a special guest who I'm not going to tell you who she is yet, but she comes highly recommended. She's thorough and she is by far an expert in these particular areas of concern that we're going to we're going to address today. Art, what do you think about what's going on, man? How do you feel about the topic? This is a a interesting topic. Mm -hmm. I'm on both sides of this topic, but I feel like without giving a whole bunch about the topic away, I feel like uh, I'm going to side with how women feel versus how I think men feel. Right. Um, just because it's an experience that they have, I think. Not, not necessarily what we think they have, but actually what they're feeling and what they're going through. Right. Who are we to tell them how they really feel? Yeah, yeah. 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 And we need to pay attention to it because right. it, it, at a macro level, it's not just this, you know, a, one small pocket of women. It's probably a collective that feel a certain way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on both sides of this one, man. This one... This one is going to tug at me a little bit. It, it's tough because, like, if I'm honest, I want women to be wrong here because I, <laughs> I, I don't want us to be that insensitive. But the problem right. is I don't think they are wrong. And as I listen to them, I'm like, I know dudes just, just like, like that. this. Yes. And I know a lot of them. Yep. Matter of fact. The majority, I, the majority of That's guys I know is like what we gonna talk about today. I think about all the dudes I went to college with, and and for y'all that are listening, you know which ones of you all are trifling and which ones aren't, right? Mm-hmm. They know. We all know. We all know. Right? We we all have a couple friends who really we shouldn't even be friends with, <laughs> but like. he, but he always brings chicken wings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> lemon pebble. <laughs> got a few of them. Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's, it's crazy. I think, whoo, when we get into this topic, this topic going to touch some folks. Yeah, I, I honestly think it's going to piss some people off. Yeah. yeah. Fellas, just get ready. I, I need you to <laughs> put, your, put your listening ears on and just give this a, a, a real listen before you judge. You might be like me, and this could be catching you off guard a little bit. <laughs> like that's that's why we're here. It's like right. I started hearing this 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 sentiment. I was like, "Damn, is that really going on?" Mm-hmm. So let me tell you why I'm embarrassed. This is why I'm embarrassed. For anyone that knows me, you know how much I care about racism, equality, 
and social justice. I told this story on the very first episode, but where I, I got the catalyst for me getting into this type of work and this type of conversation was I was at work and the Ferguson situation, Mike Brown had been murdered. Ferguson was all over the news. This was probably week two. And I was standing in front of the TV at work watching the coverage. And there were three white women behind me, two of which I was really cool with. One I just sort of knew. And this event that had taken over my life was on the television. And I heard them look up and say, what's happening? And I was instantly angry and offended because all I could think about is this has been all encompassing for me for a week and a half or two weeks. Mm -hmm. And you don't even know what's going on. But yet at least two of you all know me and we're, we're not best friends, but you've got some association with me and and you like me or you care about me. But yet this thing that's going on that's so huge, you had no idea about. And it put me in a position to think about the luxury and the privilege that so many white people have that they don't have to pay attention to what's happening in my world mm -hmm. because I live in their world, but they don't necessarily live in my world. And And what that did for me is fast forward to 2018 in this situation. I began hearing rumblings of women, black women specifically being unhappy with black men and how we treat them, how we support them, how we love them, how we protect them. Should we protect them? And do we protect them? Right. Mm -hmm. And what happened was I started hearing it from black women that I trusted and mm -hmm. I loved. And I looked up and this issue had formed and I started doing research and I found all this stuff online and on Facebook and on, on Instagram and social media that kind of reconfirmed this, this feeling that black men aren't there for black women. And it happened under what I considered to be my watch. And I was oblivious to it happening. So it made me realize that maybe as a black man, we sit in the place of white men in the black race. Right. We enjoy a privilege, whether through patriarchy or black male privilege that allows us to not look at what's happening to our sisters. And it embarrassed me. Because I'm social justice Vince, right? <laughs> Right. If I had a cape, it'd probably be a black power fist. Like, I want us, <laughs> I want our equality, yeah. yet the, the woman who holds me down, the women who hold us down, maybe we weren't sensitive enough to theirs. I don't know. This is my thoughts. That one touches me, man. I don't, I, I, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm always hopeful, I'm always optimistic, right, that that thought process that, that we both share, because I share the same sentiment around, you know, are we as black men doing everything that we should be doing as black men for our black women. Right. And when you look around and you look at the examples of the individuals that we know, you know, friends, folks that are close to us that are black men, the majority of the cases you can absolutely, in a lot of my instances, say we are not. Right. Like, clearly, we're not. We're not doing what we're supposed to do. So uh, there's some truth to that. I'm starting to feel like there are more ain't shit niggas than I wanted to admit. Now, I'm going to be very clear. I do not. That's what I hear them called. I, I refuse to believe that I am a part of that group of ancient niggas. I think I am a nigga about good shit. But check this out, though. If you fuck with niggas who about ain't shit nigga shit, are you... By, by default, you, by association, yeah. are you an ain't shit? Yeah. Are you an ain't shit nigga yourself? I do hope that is not the case. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right, we, we've kept them in suspense long enough. Art, right, you want to hit them with our, with our guest information yes, for today? Yes, yes, yes. Today, folks, we got Dr. Laura Lewis, um, and she's worked in the field of psychology for over 10 years. Um, she has expertise in multicultural counseling, as well as couples counseling. In addition, she's Specialized, she has specialized training uh, in associating couples with increasing intimacy and rebuilding trust after infidelity. She takes pride in helping couples build effective communication skills so that both partners feel understood and validated. The last part about helping both partners feel understood and validated is important uh, given today's topic of what's going on with black men and black women. Uh, is a gap really forming between us? And, and who better to tell us about ancient niggas than someone who helps them to get their relationships back right? Well, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you um, for being thank here. You. Thank oh, you. Thank you. I think that a lot of a lot of couples are struggling, and then also for particularly in our community, we don't get married at the same rate as other ethnic groups. So we have the highest divorce rate in our community and then we don't get married at the at the same rate. 
Um, and so it's, it's definitely some some issues to to talk about right. in our with our our black community couples and relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what, um, Doctor Lord, tell us tell us a little bit about how you got into this field, like how mm-hmm. you how you jumped into it, and how you have such a, stra- a great passion for it. Um, a big part of it was seeing just a lot of divorce in my family. It made me, you know, really curious about what does it take to build a, a happy relationship that lasts a lifetime. Um, and then my husband, me and my husband, we've been together for 15 years. And most people know if you are in a marriage that long, then you're going to go through different different struggles. And so for us, we have definitely gone through our different struggles. And it's made me even that much more passionate passionate about helping couples well we want to we want to jump into some questions okay and just want to warm the room up a little bit these are questions that we ask all of our guests when they come through all right i tweaked the first one mm. just a little bit for okay. you but uh we'll, we'll just jump in let's so, jump in let's do it when was the first time you remember feeling the impact of black male privilege um, the first time I saw the impact of black male privilege, um, I was getting my um my PhD, and it's only one black male in my program because you know psychology, mental health, it's just not a lot of black men mm-hmm. in that degree program. Right. Um, and I can just remember a different set of rules for for him comparatively to like my other cohort members, so me and other cohort members. And sometimes it would just be that, like, certain certain expectations were just kind of lax for him. And and I just, that was one thing that stood out to me, you know, when you asked that question, mm-hmm. black male privilege. That's how it showed up for me initially in college. All right, and this is my favorite, my favorite icebreaker question. What do you love most about life while black? What do I love most about life? And she lit up with a smile. (laughs) So many great things. So true. Um, I think the diversity within our community is so beautiful. Like my husband, he's Haitian. And so and then I'm from the South. And so just within our like own blackness is so much diversity. Cool. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Cool. You need this. How we Mm -hmm. how we move. Well, yeah. what we're gonna do now is we're gonna we're gonna make our way into our composition, literary piece, however you refer to it. And today's piece is is interesting because it's actually spoken word. It's um by Kai Davis and Miriam Harris. And we're gonna play that for you in just a second. But before I do, I wanna hit you with a, a quote that I thought was was fitting for today's topic. The quote is from Dr. R. LaRue Lewis, who's a sociologist and professor of black studies at City University in New York. And this is what he said. There's a serious need for black men to acknowledge we are oppressed, but we can be equally oppressors, particularly to our sisters. And what I think he's saying here is there's a system of patriarchy that we all fall under. There's black privilege or black male privileges that we all fall under. And the rules of patriarchy put us in a position that, as black men, we feel the need to be solution creators, rule makers, protectors. We feel the need to be in the center and pull all the data together, all the information together. And what happens is our women get left out of that circle. So all these great ideas that our black women have never surface to the top because we stand in the way. And... Like, this is another one of the things that make me feel really bad because I actually do believe this to be true. I do believe there is black male privilege. I do believe that patriarchy does get in the way of our relationships with our with our women. Right. And it's it's probably I probably shouldn't even say our women. Right. Being technical because I don't own them. But Trump said, our, our you know, our, our African-Americans. And women, yeah. I don't want to do anything that associates me with that clown. But um, <laughs> say that again. <laughs> Amen, brother. That's really how I feel. I, I, I agree with what he's saying here. And and hopefully through hearing this podcast, the brothers out there that are listening will be able to hear those words and let them sink in and really think back to where are you oppressing the women in your life? Where are you not being open and accepting 
the voice that they have. Because real talk, black women have been saving the day quite a lot lately, right? They have been stepping up multiple times over and continually saving the day. Like, when, when do we get out the way and let them rise to the top? We talked about it before. I have no problem with my wife leading. I will gladly follow. She can go earn the bacon. I can cook the bacon. I ain't got no problem with that at all. Analogy. Hey, it's 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 for real. I, I don't I don't mind at all. And to um, and to that, right? When you think about that literary piece that we we just talked about, the I don't know if we as black men know that we are being an oppressor to our black women. Right. Exactly. So I if, think a lot don't. Yeah. So if we don't know, then we don't. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Know that it's an issue or it's an opportunity because we most likely aren't listening. Yeah. Or or, or not paying attention to the signs that indicate that you are oppressing somebody, right? I, I guess I relate it to racism. We look at white people now. We say it's no longer okay that you are ignorant as to what's going on. And, right, right. Clearly, and clearly. Does that apply to us? Is it no longer okay that we are ignorant as to what's happening to the black women in the world? I think it's different. I think Break it's different it down. because I think so. If I just take it from a male female perspective, right? So men have always oppressed women, white men, black men, and oppression is is simply just I'm the powerful figure within this relationship. You're gonna do what I say. You're gonna do what I tell you to do. That's been kind of a, a male kind of dominated trait. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's testosterone or, or whatever that is that actually exudes this this crazy, you know, um, this crazy thought process or, or that oppressive type nature. Um, so I don't necessarily know if it's really clear to us that some of the behaviors that we exhibit right. is actually oppressing our women. Mm-hmm. And that that I think is the the where we got to begin to listen and we got to begin to show some clarity and Understand, right. hey, the things that I'm doing make you feel this way. Right. Wow. Yeah. So you said there's got to be recognition and acknowledgement. Correct. Yep. Correct. And I think communication goes a long way, like really talking about what your needs are. I mean, as a, as a couple, being able to talk about, okay, this is what's really important to me. This is what I need from you. Those types of conversations we yeah. don't have enough. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Communication is probably one of the most important things, but... Right now, let's let's try to move into this uh this little quick YouTube clip that we've got, and it's about it's these two poets who are communicating to us how they really feel about what these guys out here are doing. So let's play that clip. Every now and then, I indulge in the self satisfaction of social media. I find myself in the desolate wasteland that is Black, Black Twitter. Twitter. I stumble upon men who have their PhD in fuckboyology, their masters in ain't shittedness. They be like, what's the queen without her king? Hashtag loyalty. A man won't love a woman he can't respect. Hashtag most of you females. Every woman's bedroom has a lock that can be opened through friendship. Hashtag stay woke. And it only gets worse the longer I scroll through my timeline, finding myself offended in 140 characters or less. They uplift themselves and break women down in one fell swoop. This misogynistic manifesto given to us by masked men hiding behind the guise of social justice. There's a sea of strong black men with coiled locks and cowrie shells, shea butter soft hands who smile nice and call you queen, but never tell you that the title is conditional. You can only maintain queen status if you sleep with him. Get naked only if he's watching. Don't, Don't sleep with him. him. Love your body only because he liked it first. Wear your hair natural, but, but don't, don't have, have no nappy, nappy shit. Stay loyal. Black power is for straight black men. Black bodies are important if it belongs to a king. The same men that quote Malcolm X in defense of their misogyny forget their hero said, the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. Hashtag I'm still a queen without you. Hashtag you ain't shit without me. Hashtag say woke. Hey Art, you uh you had some faces going on with yeah, brother, man, so I, I, what are you thinking? I'm all over the place with that. that that's I'm really Spit oppressing out, women like that. Like that, that is like a, a, like, oh my God. Like that's, 
and it may be over over exaggerated a little bit, and it may not be. But man, that 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 threw me for a loop, bro. I like I have so many reactions to that. Like, no, everybody's not like that. I don't think that should be the 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 prototypical black man or black male experience for a woman. And that's me, you know, with my right. black man, black power, king. Hey, this is how you're supposed to be versus maybe what the reality of what they're going through. So I, I have think, to I reflect on that and say, ooh. I think one of the struggles that happens and that I was hearing in the clip is how do we address what are we doing, right? Because sometimes there's a lot of ambiguity around, like, what this is. And so a man meets a woman, and maybe they start kicking in, and they're, like, friends with benefits, and it's no real clarity around, like, is this exclusive? Are you seeing other people? And so for women, a lot of times when there's intimacy, it can be easy to feel like there's a relationship. But then if you see that person with someone else, then... The different feelings come up. Yeah. I feel mm. you. When when I hear that, what I think about is I'm wondering, like one, I, I wonder because they are spoken word artists, mm-hmm. are they over dramatizing? Absolutely. Right. Um and I don't know if that's true or not. Or the flip side of that same coin is because they're spoken word artists and they're so good with their words. Are they able to communicate their feelings more effectively than other people? I'm wondering, like, where are they from? Because I definitely think that there are regional differences when it comes to black male female relationships. Like here in Atlanta, a lot of times, like, there is this this idea of it being a shortage of black men. Right. And so in that dynamic where you feel like, oh, it's not enough black men, then sometimes sometimes as women, you may like compromise yourself or may say, okay, well, I just have to kind of put up with anything or any right. situation, even if it doesn't, you know, serve you well or your best interests. Do you think part of this could be like, we talk about a lot of issues in this room. We talk about issues with race and equality. Now we're talking about sexism and female oppression. Mm-hmm. Do you think that part of what's going on here is related to the fact that as far back as we can remember, Right. There have been stereotypical and traditional male and female roles mm-hmm. that we're beginning to completely break out of. I right? think that definitely plays a role is not having clarity around like what is the role? I mean, and what do you need? Like, for example, back in the day, like 20 years ago, it used to be where it was like more like clarified. Okay, maybe traditional roles where the right. woman stays home and takes care of the home and the man goes out and is more of the provider. Um, well, as economic changes happen, there's more of a need of both people working, more dual income families. And so as women start to work and they have like more flexibility in what they can do as far as their career, they don't necessarily need a man to provide for them right. in the same way that say maybe they did 20 years ago. Right. And that changes things. Things in a relationship yeah, a lot of times. I mean, you, you talk about conflict. If, if we were to take marriage and relate it to anything we do at work, the moment you're on a team of people and there's no role clarity, like it turns chaotic quickly. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't help but wonder if that's if that's what's happening. And the fact that nowadays I, I feel like there are so many women who are highly educated, highly mm-hmm. successful, highly driven and have all these qualities that historically have been saved and reserved for men and and now that they are assuming that role maybe there's even a maybe there's even an issue because as they assume that role the thought process then becomes if i'm doing what you did you need to treat me how i treated you and maybe men are just not adept at playing that role yeah man that it makes me think about how important communication is at Mm. the very basic level like at a at a this is what I need, or this is what you should be doing, and this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And then hold it. I mean, no matter what that is, it could be financially, it could be sexually, it could be emotionally, it could be just mentally, it could be with the kids, with the family, whatever. It's like, how much communication are you investing into that relationship? Right. Um, from a man's perspective, but also from a woman's perspective, how much are you investing in getting back from that investment? Because, you know, if, if, 
none of it works without a, a, a high level of communication and understanding, yes. especially in your role. True. Communication is everything. It's one of the number one reasons why marriage is in because of communication issues. More so than money? More so than money. Wow. It's not like the, the financial issue, but it's what's happening for us. Like how are we communicating about money? That's like right. one of the biggest issues. The number one reason why couples break up. So communication is a is a problem, but then that, that bleeds into every aspect of every the marriage. Every other area, finances, intimacy, like every other area, communication will bleed into. I was recently talking to a friend of mine and she's in the process of going through a divorce and she was just and and there are some differences between like what she makes and then her education. She has a PhD and her and her mate. So it's a, it's a big difference, a big gap. Um, and she was just saying that like she doesn't need the same thing. Like she doesn't need him to like take care of her financially, but the emotional needs that is becoming more big. And I'm seeing that in my practice, Atlanta Couple Therapy, where a lot of people, especially women, are expressing, no, I need to feel that emotional connection in my relationship. I need to feel heard in my relationship. I need to feel loved like I matter. Um, and so I think that's something that that has to be, you know, addressed too if we're going to start right. to repair some of our male-female relationships. Right. Okay, so we're going to move into the, the civil right or the civil wrong. And we don't have to spend a lot of time because, frankly, we've been discussing this issue mm-hmm. the entire time. Mm-hmm. So it hurts me to even say it this way. But the civil wrong today, is it black men? And not just black men, but more specifically, the combination of black male privilege and patriarchy. Vince going hard on, on the black male today. I noticed that, right? <laughs> just saying. <laughs> <laughs> what I want the black men to recognize is that if we are indeed at fault, we need to very quickly recognize it, accept it. And change it. Because one thing I do realize is that this show, this podcast, is all about what happens while black and changing this narrative that's in the country. And if we as black men and black women can't work together as a team, we're never going to win. Like it's never going to get to this promised land that we have envisioned in our heads of racial equality. I no longer have to code switch. We damn sure can't do it by ourselves. It's going to be hard enough if we have mm-hmm. the black women with us or us with them. But if we can't communicate and get on equal footing and hear them the way they need to be heard, we're never going to get anywhere. And I agree, Vince. Um, I definitely think that we have to we have to work on really, really hearing each other. And when we look at communities and we see, OK, how do communities fare out when we look at the divorce rate, like neighborhoods that have a higher divorce rate, they they're. The, the economics, like how much they make as a couple, tends to decrease in comparison to neighborhoods that have married couples in it. So we look at like statistics on how do divorced individuals fare out economically? How do married people fare out economically? What are the outcomes of their children? Like how do, how do their children do like education wise? And so we can definitely see that when black males and females come together, then they're able to make more and their children do better educationally. That's fair. All right. Well, all right. You want to jump into these questions? I'm still stuck on the, the black man being a civil wrong. This time. <laughs> When You're, I read it, I was like, like Hold man. On, wait a minute. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough statement. Yeah. But it's a question. It, you know, it, are we the civil wrong? That's the question. Oh, I sure hope not. I'm optimistic. But, <laughs> I mean, this is what I think that we we both contribute to what it is. Like, but do we contribute more, females, though? I think males and females contribute to the dance of the male female dynamic. Do, do we do we lead the dance more though? Do, you know what I'm saying? Do we? Uh, oh no! I'm like, oh, that's a tough one for me. But I, I, I can, I can so see that one. Oh, we, we are the civil wrong on this episode. Woo! Black men, we got to do better collectively. Even, even the good black men like you and I. This. Uh, I mean, all right. Go ahead, brother. Go no, ahead. no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go I was, ahead. I was gonna say. I sit back and. I know we're trying to transition into the the Q&A portion, but just one other thing. When I think about it is, 
you mentioned like it's a dance and, and both mm-hmm. sides are at fault. And and I, I agree with that. Right. I do think one side is more at fault than the other. I don't know. It, I don't know the, the answer behind that. But here's my question. Right now, you you can turn on YouTube or Facebook or you can walk into a local beauty salon. You can have a conversation with a black woman who is not afraid to speak her mind. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Right. But I also wonder, are black women giving more freedom to speak about this issue, right? Can a black woman speak more clearly and loudly and straightforward about how they feel about what a black man is or isn't doing? And then do we as black men have that? I know we have the right, Mm -hmm. but a right and what's culturally accepted are two very different things, right? Can a black man... Go back. Like, I have a feeling if I put out a Facebook video or a YouTube video and I started talking about the fact that black women aren't supporting us the way they should, they're not loving us the way they should, they're, they're, they're doing all these different things, like, I would be crucified in a moment. At and the cross, for, for clarity, yes, listeners. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For, for clarity, <laughs> that is not how I feel. I want to make sure that people do not misinterpret my statement. We that was a, a question. That was my disclaimer. Because I ain't getting crucified. And I'm married. I got to go on to my wife. wife. Dope. That, that's yeah, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> going to boom right there. But are we at a point where is it unfair, right? It, if women can say it and men can't. How do we communicate honestly and openly and find a solution? Well, I think it's through spaces like this, like you have this this podcast and it, it allows for communication on a different level that that maybe in like normal, regular day to day life, black men don't necessarily have. I mean, it happens at the barbershop. Um, but when you think about like um, yeah. relationships that you have with other black men, like how often do you really have the space to really just talk about what's going on that's why i think this podcast is so important and art you'll feel this it almost makes me think that i almost feel bad saying this it makes me feel like you know maybe we really are the good ones because i think about our golf trip right the conversations (laughs) we have on the golf trip wait what our golf trip is dope so so, what happened on the golf trip you cannot leave us hanging like that we're gonna have to do an episode on the golf trip (laughs) okay but what i'm thinking is there are always, whether well, it might be like early Sunday morning at, at 3 a.m. after everything has calmed down, but there are always those conversations where we like have real conversations with each other. We build each other up. We, we talk about supporting each that's other. That's so good. Right? We, we, oh, like, my gosh. That's really I good. Wonder, are, are, do enough brothers do it? Because we do no. it. Right. Brothers we have a lot of fun. Not, but. A lot of black men in my practice, Atlanta Couple Therapy, a lot of black men don't have friends, don't have anybody that they can just hang out with, spend time with, and just chill. So the fact that not only do y'all huh. hang out together, but you go on trips together, you go yeah. golfing together, like it allows I mean, that's a big for, group of us. I think that's so good because just as women, we need support. Y'all need support. Black men need support. And so cultivating the type of relationships where you can get away, have fun together, and have real conversations, right. that's so good. Hmm. Huh? I feel a little bit better about myself for a second. Thank you. Thank you. Thank can you. we I, open I this up to the public, this golf trip, or is it just like... Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know if the know. public We're ready for it. it. Yeah, I don't know if the public ready for this. It. It's too much Blackmail, golf trip oh, every man. weekend. When I like once a year, just have a golf trip where you take a bunch of other brothers and just MLK weekend every yeah. year. Every year. Yeah. That's when we do yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> man, yeah. We. It's so many dimensions of that trip, though. Like it's it's fully it's fully immersed. Like you you. You're going to go through a lot with, with that golf trip. Hey, shout out to the NGS. NGS, baby. <laughs> yes. 
So you know what? You you work with a lot of black men and black women. Mm-hmm. Um, in your professional opinion, what do you think the state of relations between black men and black women from a relationship standpoint is? Like holistically. Um, my my perspective may be slightly skewed because most people don't come to me to tell me how great their relationship is. Most people don't call the psychologist to say, let me tell you how great my marriage is. <laughs> most people come to me because it's a problem because mm-hmm. something has happened. And so I see couples in their darkest hour when it's a struggle, when something has happened, when someone has, you know, one foot out the door. Um, I definitely think one issue, one major issue within black male, female relationships is not not enough like mentorship, not enough like marriage mentors, um, not enough people that you could look at and say, oh, they have a great marriage. Not the Cosby's, but like real right. life, they have yeah. a great marriage. Maybe they have challenges, but overall, he loves her. She loves him. Um, we need that more in our community. And I think that will repair a lot of the wounds within the black male female relationships. So let me ask a, a follow up question to that. Wow. We're, we're talking about marriage between black men and black women. Mm -hmm. But if you take marriage out of the equation, are black men and black women friends? Mm, Friends. Right. Friends with benefits, maybe. (laughs) We see a lot of that. Um, And then sometimes people end up pregnant in a situation where it's a friends with benefits situation. And now they're trying to figure out, well, how do we co-parent? when we really didn't even all the way know each other before we got pregnant. Um, And so that's that's another issue that comes up. Um, But I think we should have some clarification on what we're doing in the relationship. I think that would also help a lot of male-female relationships is clarity. How do you think two individuals go about getting that clarity? Like, like for a woman, what should she do to get that clarity? And for a man, what should he do to get that clarity? Because, you know, it's easy to work in that gray space. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, we just kicking it. It's yeah. cool. We having a good time. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Sometimes men are hesitant to commit. Sometimes men have, like, men have a commitment phobia. Um, for lots of different reasons. Sometimes they may not readily see the value in being in a committed relationship and feel like it's more freedom and being unattached on certain levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you get sick, when something happens to you and you can't fend for yourself, having someone that's like really down for you and really gonna, you know, have your back makes makes a big difference. Um, but to answer your question, how do we get that clarity? It's asking questions. I like you. Where is this going? Um, I, marriage is important to me. Marriage is something that I value. How do you feel about that? Like asking some open-ended questions. From seeing the, the inner working of so many relationships, um, I saw a headline sometime this week, and the headline was something to the effect of, should black women give up on black men? Mm. Right. And oh gosh. Right, it, it, it pained me to even read that. Yes. Because Ugh. if black women give up on black men, mm-hmm. like that's the end. Right? I, I don't think we ever win. So seeing what you yeah. see, what are your thoughts on how black women, forget about black men, how can black women help to make this relationship between black men and black women better? How can how can how can they not give up on us? Um, sometimes as women, we talk a lot and sometimes it's called like nagging. And so I think, um, my wife would tell you that I'm the nagger in our you relationship. You are the nagger. She okay. said, quote, unquote, <laughs> nagging. Quote, unquote, nagging. Air quotes, baby, nagging. <laughs> and so just getting to the point, right? Like not talking around the situation, but just. But just really getting to the point, men and women communicate differently. Right. Like mm-hmm. women communicate more to bring a sense of closeness. Um, if you ask a woman, who is she? She may say, I'm a mother, I'm a wife. If you ask a man, tell me about yourself, they'll talk about their career, what they're doing. And so just as just sheer men and women, we just communicate in different ways. And so I think sometimes being mindful of like, how am I communicating in and what way could I make it so that I'm communicating directly to what my man needs? 
to hear. For example, um, men tend to talk more like task oriented communicators. Let's solve this problem. Yeah, that's, that's, that is yeah, me. That's so me. That's me. Yeah. My man, when he pulled his hand up too, he's like, yeah, that's me. That's <laughs> every man in this room. Yes. And that up. is that is true. I'm so task oriented. I'm task driven. I'm I'm solution. Like I'm thinking, okay, if if you telling me something emotionally, I'm thinking it's a problem that I need to solve at the end no, of no, it. No. And it ain't got nothing to do with a problem. Like, I just want you to hear me. Yeah. I just want you to take in what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I just want to know, like, what are you trying to say? Correct. Like, what are you? What and are, how do we fix it? This is right. Mm-hmm. This is what I be thinking. It. She's asking me for something right now. I need to think about what she's asking <laughs> so I can solve it. <laughs> right, and it may not. It may not have anything to do with me solving anything. Oh, are we so, are we wrong for that? Do we need I to mean, go back and study how the, women talk? I to think us? so. I think you definitely need to study how women communicate because sometimes the woman just wants to talk about her day and just wants you to say, "Yeah, your coworker is a mess," or "Yeah, you know, your bro-. like." Sometimes that's what the woman needs is just validation and encouragement, not necessarily you kind of swooping in to solve the and problem. We going straight yeah. to we'll get your resume out. Let's look at your resume. <laughs> right. Let's, let's get it. Let's get this tight. For this, we know exactly what we need. <laughs> Well, I wasn't really looking for that. My, so let me tell you what my wife do. My wife kind of come into the conversation with, I don't need you to find no solution to this. She's already figured so you she's out. Figured it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just yeah. go ahead and get you ready. Yep. Like, so it's kind of like a prep. Like, oh, okay, I could actually just listen, can listen now. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the key. Maybe the key is the woman being very clear. Like, it sounds bad, but like, tell us what to do. Before we start this conversation. See, check it out, though. This is what I think. So, in my relationship, is is unique because I think I done fucked up so many times <laughs> on that level that my wife didn't figure out, okay, I need to make sure that... Because, see, this is what happened. This is what normally happened with me. So, this early. Early. He said, I done talking. fucked up so many times. I love the realness. And I'm like, oh, shit, we need to do this, this, this. And she like, this... This is not what I'm. Now she's mad at me because I ain't listening to her because I'm trying to get the yeah. solution. Why did you hit and me I'm with like, the well, color the purple fuck? fingers? Though? You know what I'm saying? Like, what you? What the hell be right? And then it's it's like figuring that out on how to communicate. I think is really important because now, like when she says that, I'm like, okay, I can just sit back and listen. I don't have to. There's no solution that needs to come out of this. Which is I cool. I can relax. You have, like, you've been with your wife for several years. Mm-hmm. And so y'all have found that kind of ebb and flow of like how we communicate. Um, as she's you put smarter it, than I me, though. So many years. Yeah, she's she way smarter than me. I, I have to say that. But I love that. I love that you, you know, you gave it time. You gave it space to like figure out something that flows with you. Like what, what can really work with you as a couple. Sometimes couples make decisions to separate before they have gotten to that place of like, all right, let's figure out how can I preface this like you don't need to solve this and so you've gotten some some like strategies on how y'all can communicate really effectively I love that that's so good mm-hmm. yeah I think women are smarter than men oh I, I agree with that wholeheartedly so I think women figure out shit about you faster than we figure out shit about well, ourselves you know, I take in, it back. in order to communicate I don't know that I, that, I, that I think women are smarter than men but what I do think is I think they think more effectively than men do. I, I think like we so, are tactical. Well, what do you call smart? But, and they're, <laughs> but they are strategic, right? And and tactics fit inside of strategy. Yes. But when you think strategically, right, you you can make the world. I think they think us, anything. I think they got us on both fronts. Tactics <laughs> Tactic and, and strategy. strategy. Tactics yeah. and strategy. Yeah, I, I do. I do. When I listen to women speak, and and I'm I'm trying to get more in tune with that. That's why I'm so torn on this on this on this our, our whole piece. That we, we need like about. a ain't shit meter. Yeah, to like figure like out we where we are. On the like, like right now, you on the you in the red zone. <laughs> right. ain't so I'll create Reel an ain't shit checklist, and we'll just like assess. Like we need to do that. For real, we'll, we'll put that on, on social website. media. Yeah, on IG and Facebook. Brothers, if you do any of these four things. <laughs> Yo, ain't shittedness is high. It's on 10 right now. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, shit, okay. Another question. Um, Media plays a huge role in what's happening in race relations in the country, right? Absolutely. They spin and they do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Does media have a role in this rift or gap between black men and black women? 
think so. I think so. And this is why I think so, because when we look at media, how often do you see shows of a black man loving a black woman? Like, rarely do we see that. Right. Like, there's this one show that I really like. It's on the own network. It's um called Love Is. Have y'all saw that show? So Love I don't have is? cable, but I, I saw a, I saw the clip. Yeah. Oh my! I saw a clip that there's a confrontation in like the living room where like the oh, baby yeah, mama or about. the ex-wife. I don't know the context shows up. Mm-hmm. Yo, was is it Loretta Devine? Is that who it is? Yes. Yo, Loretta she. Devine. Have you seen that clip, bro? No, man. You it's it's about five it, minutes. Right? She we play, you know, killed. We should play it. We'll, we'll find it. We'll it's find really it. Good. Yeah. Yo, I'm, I'm gonna check that out. But I just think that we need more shows that that depict things like that, like that are well written and depict. Black men loving black women, black women loving black men. Um, because I definitely think that it affects the way we look at our relationships, the way, right. I mean, music. It's our mirror. Every level, every level, media affects us. If we don't see clear representations of this, then it mm-hmm. starts to enter our psyche. Right. So I, I, I talked, agree. prepping for this, again, I, I've told you all, like, this is something that I'm slightly uncomfortable with. You um, did say that. Right. Because I, I feel like, you know, I should have known something was happening before I did. But so what I did was I talked to several women. Okay, you did some research. Right, several friends. And I, I like polled them. I was like, hey, what do you think about what's happening? No, first of all, I asked them, how's the relationship between black men and black women? Literally, like almost all of them were like, black men are fucked up. Like no holds barred. They were, no one had anything good to say. Like even, and I won't give any names, but even the married ones, mm. right? And I was scared to ask my own wife because I didn't want to, you know, just in case. Mm, so keep yeah, I just left right. that out. But what I heard That's over and over ask your mm-hmm. wife was your that. Ooh, I like that. Good homework. Black mm-hmm. women feel like black men don't know how to give black women what they want and need. And black men don't even truly know what they want or need. Mm-hmm. Have you heard anything about that before? Have you felt that before? Mm-hmm. And I think it also goes back to communication. Like At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If I don't know how to say to you, like, this is what I need, this yeah. is what I want, this is what makes me feel close to you, This is these are some of the things that, that make me happy, um, and you don't know how to say that to me, then we end up just talking at each other. And right. then you end up saying things like, you don't ever do this, you never do that, without really just having some really good communication, right? Right, right. That's what I see a lot in my practice at Atlanta Couple Therapy is I see that couples are talking at each other like yelling or fussing versus like really listening to what is the need what is the desire behind what their mate is saying yeah I did a little market research too bro. break it down mm, lost some market let me research tell you <laughs> what I found it, it it came back to um one does not understand how to communicate yeah therefore it's a turnoff like and this is these are with people who ladies who are not um, married. Right. So I'm saying, hey, how's how's the relationship? How's dating? How is kind of your movement, you know, in life? Because I know you know most most ladies want to get married and, and they want to have kids and and all that good stuff, right? So that was the number one thing. So hey, most black men don't know how to communicate, or they don't know how to listen. They don't know how to engage in a conversation that's meaningful. Right. Like it's all surface level, and then you try to get deep. And there's no substance there or there's right. no truth there. And then mm. when, when a woman's able to to kind of break that or peel that back, then it becomes a very, it's a turnoff. So it's it's like, eh. and you know, if you, if you, you know, you date eight of 10 black men and you get the same thing from all like eight of the 10, kind of like, Hey, that's the state of where they're right. at. This is what black men are. And you know, it's okay to be you, like as a, as a black man, when you're talking to a lady. It's okay to be you. It's okay to communicate 
how you feel about certain things or what's going on with you. Um, that's going to help you either determine if this person is compatible with you or not. You don't necessarily have to fake the funk or, or not be you or be genuine. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the the piece, I think, of the puzzle that um, is hurting our black relationships is the ability just to be honest and be real and be upfront and just be you. Right. Like, like people trying to, like there's so many people here in Atlanta This man, I look and I watch relationships. I, I watch like little tables, right? That's so what I'm looking like. Okay, yeah, let's see what happened on this. Hey, man, people ain't even talking. They just sitting down eating. They ain't, they ain't sitting on each other. On the and phone. On their phone, you right. know what I'm saying? It's so much that you need to talk to your, this person about. Like, it's so much. And black men ain't engaging at that level because either their interest is somewhere else or they not, they just ain't being true to what's really going on, in my mm-hmm. opinion. From, from my little small dabble in some more right. research, right? That's what I'm seeing. I agree. And what I would add, Art, is sometimes um, communication isn't happening because we don't know how to communicate. Sometimes um, if, say, for example, you grew up in a family and you're a young black boy and you never saw your dad communicate with your mom like in a loving way. Or maybe dad wasn't even around at all. It was just mm-hmm. mom at home. And so you have no verbal language for what that looks like. Communicating, talking about your day. Like you have no model for what that looks like. And now you're in a marriage and you're trying. You're hoping that's what you desire is communication. But you don't have the strategy for how to do that. A lot of times that's what I see. That's dope. Yeah. So you, you kind of broke that into, like, one of your earlier messages was about, like, um, marriage mentors or people that you could look at mm-hmm. or model. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, say, hey, this is what it actually looks like to be married or to be in a relationship. And then coming back to, you know, being able to understand what that communication looks like. Mm-hmm. Because as a kid, you should, you probably grew you're growing up seeing something. And if it's not that, then how would you know how to do it? It's not like you it's taught in school. So right. how would you know how to do it unless mm-hmm. you had some help or you, you're able to get it through osmosis or something. But yeah, yeah it's just techniques. That's 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 a dope thought like process that. right there for folks. So one of the things that I was thinking about was, um, especially to the black men out there, whether you agree or, or don't agree that yeah. we as black men have some work to do to better support, love, take care of our black women. Um, I think you've at least got to be able to, to understand this. If you think about our society in this country, our, our culture, and you think about the position in which each one of us are, white men being at the top, I think most of us would agree that black women are often pushed to the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. And so whether whether or not you think that you as a black man are oppressing black women, what I do think you can recognize is I firmly believe that for any class or group of people that is looking to increase their position on that societal ladder, that all the groups ahead of them have a responsibility to reach back while that particular class pushes up. Mm-hmm. So black men, whether you, whether or not you feel like you are that ancient nigga or not, I do think that every one of us should recognize that we have a responsibility to reach down or reach behind us and help our black women move up this chain. Right. What do you all think? No doubt. No doubt. I think it, it like, in the analogy of the dance, right? Men generally lead the dance. Mm-hmm. So the 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 way the the reason it's uncomfortable for you and it's uncomfortable for me too mm-hmm. is because anytime a black man is not leading it, it presents a issue for me because right. either we don't know how or we haven't done it for whatever reason, right? So this right. is this is a black man's leadership lesson episode to me. Right. So I think that is very good. Guidance and very good advice. Yeah. So here's a here's a thought, and I think this might be a little edgy from the standpoint of it's personal. But when I think about my relationship at home, my wife and I have been married for 18 years now. And when you when you lean in on on the Christian side, it says on the religious side that man is the head of the household, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that construct. Right. How do you all feel about that? Like, what are you especially like? Because you see this all the time. I'm, I'm sure you've had a, an instance where the man was saying, listen, well, God said I run this and I run this, right? Like, what do you see? Because I, that that's a, an odd place to try to communicate from because I mm-hmm. do feel like I'm the head of my household. Mm-hmm. But I'm only the head of my household because my wife helps me to be the head of my household. And to be frank, in some, in some, in some aspects, she allows me 
to be the head of the household. Yeah, you earn right? that. Right. You earn that. I, I didn't ability. just walk in the door, yeah. kick the kick it down and say, Hey, right. it Everybody is what it is. Right. <laughs> this ain't no caveman shit. Right. 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 Yes. She she makes the same type money I make. She yep. makes the same type of decisions I make, yet some kind of way I'm the head of the household. What have you seen happen with your couples or people who aren't couples that you deal with? I think it's important to just clarify, like, what does that mean? Like, what what does being the head of the household right. mean? Um, I'm a Christian, and so I believe in the whole ideology of women being submissive and the, the male being lead. So if it's, like, something that we're in disagreement on, like, the male being able to, like, go to God and pray about, okay, how should I lead our family? I believe in that. Um, I think where it can get a little bit um, murky is, like, what if something happens? And right. say, for example, um, the male loses his job, and then the woman takes more of a leadership role as far as, like, working and, like, taking care of things, like, financially. Sometimes I see for couples, like, in my therapy practice, that when gender roles shift, Right. Um, sometimes that can create um, confusion about like what our roles are in at that point. Um, and so having some flexibility, some fluidity around like roles can be helpful. Um, say, for example, if the male is used to like taking care of things, but um, he has surgery or he's dealing right. with a medical issue. And then the woman has to take more of a leadership role in certain areas. Right. Those are some of my thoughts. I've seen a couple mm. instances, and, and I, I think this is personally all on the man. I've seen a couple instances where the man lost his job, couldn't work, the situation changed, therefore those roles switched. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that the wife or the woman was saying, listen here, this is my shit, I'm running it, I got yeah. the money. But what I, what I realized was the wife or the girlfriend was still being highly supportive. But mm -hmm. the man was so uncomfortable mm -hmm. that he didn't know how I've seen that to too. operate in that relationship anymore and like completely tore it down just because she wasn't saying you're not the man, you're not the head. She was still like, hey, I'm bringing this in for us. Mm -hmm. You you are mm -hmm. the head. He couldn't handle it. So I agree with the with the the biblical construct of right of I, I think that is a like God loves the church. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I I think it's it's different though. I don't think it's in the literal term of right. like how you define roles and what a woman should do and what a man should do. I think I, I think about it like this: like you got basketball teams, you got like uh, let's say the Golden State Warriors, right? Everybody who's on that team can play any fucking role at any given time in order for that team to win. Right. So when I think about a household and I think about what success is going to look like from a relationship standpoint, the woman and the man have to play dual responsibility, 100 roles mm -hmm. in order for that to really work and be effective. Because you, you know, never I might sprain my ankle. Right. right. I might be out the game for a little bit, but just because I'm out the game, that don't mean that we still shouldn't be fucking winning. We still got to mm -hmm. win. So I, I see it like that. So yeah. it's, it's, when I look at that, it's more like a team, not as, hey, I'm the head of the household and you're going to do exactly what I say. Get <laughs> you hit him with the daddy voice. Yeah, you, you ain't got to do all that. Like, like that's not the model of 2018. That's not what a relationship should be based or built upon. Like the biblical, like the old school, you know, old school folks may think, oh, yeah, I'm the head of the household. I bring all the bread home. I bring all the bacon home. <laughs> you go cook the bacon, and you take care of the kids. Like right. I don't change diapers. I don't. I don't do laundry. I don't put clothes up. I don't do anything but go home, go and make the bread, and come back. Home. Had that been my approach, it'd been many lonely nights. Absolutely, like that does not work. So that traditional approach or that old school approach to yeah. what a relationship is is not effective anymore. So, mm -hmm. matter of fact, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it, right. It will. I think that is a model that will lead you to divorce. I mean, Nikki just stabbed Safari or it just came out. Anybody could get it. Anybody can. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Boy, you so crazy. Man. Yeah. But that's that's how I think about it. I think it's it's a team. Like, it's a mm -hmm. team. And the team has roles and the roles can be played by either one. Like, my, I'll expect my wife to do the budget or I'll do the budget. Like, right. It's a do Like. And to be fair, she expects the same from you, right? Absolutely. Right. I should be able to change my daughter's diapers. Right. I should be able to make sure both my girls can eat mm -hmm. at any given point. Like it ain't it ain't like, a hey, you do all these things <laughs> and it's so rigid and strict. And then right. I do these things and it's rigid and strict. Well, no, that ain't how it works. I agree I with you. Ninety nine point eight percent. Point two percent. I disagree firmly. 
I cannot, will not, shall not, won't, can't, not efficient at, not effective at doing little girl hair. Like at that point, that I can't accept. But that you know what, though? Check this out. That my daughter would look like a fool. If you had to, <laughs> I guarantee you, you would. So I was in that situation. I've been in that situation a couple of times. The first time I started interviewing all the black women I knew to see who could come to the house and help me out. Okay. The second thing I did was I put a hat on her and then I got fussed at. The third thing I did was I went to Walmart and, and I was buying bandanas that matched the outfit. So I could just tie that thing up. So those are all solutions. Those right. are all effective. Right. No, that's right. 100%. That's still, that's, you still in the 100%. One that's, time that's I actually solution. gave it a shot, I was late for work. She was late to daycare. Yeah. She was crying. I was crying harder. <laughs> It was a bad situation. It was a Hands was greasy See, all I day. I can't, I can't do all hair. Day. I can't do hair either. But boy, but yeah. Like if if the wifey go on a on a trip for work or something, I need her to do something that lasts. Like like braids. braids That's is, it. Is highly that effective. is it. Like mm-hmm. that. That gives you a longer window before they get back. Yeah, That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I take the little water bottle, spray, spray the edges, hit it with the gel. I'm done. Yeah, that's I, all I, I can do. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Yeah, that's any man who's doing. The little girl's hair, and you salute, brother. Salute. It's not easy. Okay, it is no. not. Easy. It's not. I think one of the things that puts t- puts the two of you like ahead of the game is the willingness to like all hands on deck. Let's figure this out. Right. Maybe if accounting is not my strong point, accounting is my main strong point. I'll let you know my mate do that thing. The the fact that you're both willing to say, okay, whatever we need to do to make this unit work, right. let's make it happen. Whether right. it's the bandana or it's taking care of baby girl's hair, like whatever we have to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's required. I think I don't think you can. I don't. I don't think you can operate any other way. Like, right. You don't. You don't have successful today. marriages, especially in the black community, if you're not willing to. Ju- you got to. You got to jump in and do it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She takes the trash out every now and then. She don't like it, but every now and then my ankle sprained. <laughs> Just saying. We figure it out. <laughs> That's that decides the difference between successful marriages mm-hmm. and and unsuccessful marriages. Willing to to do what it takes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My wife gonna talk a little shit if I, if she take the trash out. She did it a couple times too. Yeah. yeah, she gonna talk shit. They ain't happy about that one. Yeah, yeah that no, one, oh, it's De- some, definitely like that one, not. That one might be like a universal <laughs> motherfucking truth. Like if you the ain't oh shit meter, that motherfucker hit ten. You gonna take the trash out? That might be what that is. You she, are ain't shit off the charts. Right, boom, that's all. boom. It's, it's it broke the whole meter. As soon as she hit the door, this nigga ain't shit. Got me taking this motherfucking trash, trash out. <laughs> Damn kitchen smelling like trash. He, I don't know how he didn't smell this. <laughs> <laughs> Ed man know what I'm talking about True story kitchen, You ain't smell shit True In story. the trash <laughs> Yep Matter of fact I know I'm breaking But we walked in the house today After I picked the kids up from school As soon as we walked in the door You could smell the trash My daughter said to me You better get that out Before mommy gets home Boom She already knew She like, already know mm-hmm. Like if my wife come in the house And smell that, that tra- Yep That's that I might not have put anything in the trash <laughs> I'm in trouble Yeah but you know what I did? Pick that shit out. No, son, come take this oh, trash yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's a great way to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, you got that luxury. I ain't got no boys. Right. So. <laughs> cool. All right. Okay, we're coming. We're coming down to the end. I want to ask two more questions. One we alluded to earlier, but I, I want your thoughts on our straight black men, the white men of the black race. Hmm. Our straight black men, the white men. Of the race. Right. Of the black race. Okay. Tell me more. Ooh, damn, what do you a, mean? Right. Yeah. Do do black men, when, when you look at the dynamic between black women and black men only, mm-hmm. do black men operate in such a privilege that we can ignore the needs, the desires, the wants of black women? Mm-hmm. Right. Much like white men tend to, I won't, I don't want to generalize, but much like white men have the ability to ignore the racism that we all deal with mm-hmm. are black men, the white men of the black race. I think in some aspects, yes, because there is a power differential in a relationship. It's just, it just is right. Um, mm-hmm. in, a, in a lot of ways. And, and especially like we talked about earlier, based on like regional differences, like here in Atlanta, like it's definitely a power differential. Like if I have the power to be able to choose like amongst whoever, like who I'm going to date and I have lots of different prospects, then I can be a little bit more um, 
selective and I can kind of play the field a little bit more. And sometimes as women, um, especially like as we get older, you may not feel like you have as much power in terms of deciding. Right. And so that definitely plays a role is the power differential in the relationship. Right. Cool. That's fair. All right. So Make perfect sense to the me. very last question, and, and I want you to think about, I want you to get into your superhero shit here. So if you had this superpower mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, every word that you spoke when you thought about it this way, when you when you think I want to talk to every black man in the country, you had the ability to make them hear every word you said, no matter what they're doing, they got your message. When it comes to this issue of black men and black women relationships, mm-hmm. what do you tell specifically and only black men? Oh, so check this out. <laughs> so your cape is going to have an image on it after you say whatever you're about to say. Okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like this whole cape. All right. This, 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 this is your superhero shit here. And this is echoed throughout our talk today, and that is communicate. Communicate, 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 and listen. Like sometimes we can think that communication is just us talking, but no, communication, a big part of communication is also listening. And so that's what I would say communicate. All right, fellas, you heard it. Whether you agree or you disagree with this topic today, I think all of us are going to struggle with it a little bit because it's still something that's relatively new, but. I hope that from this conversation, at the very least, you can take an introspective look at yourself, your relationship, and how you interact and treat the black women in your life. And regardless to if you feel like you are oppressing them or you actually are oppressing them, one thing I'm positive of is that you can find a way to treat them better. You can find a way to uplift them. And while you do that, you can uplift yourself somewhat. So... All right, you got anything you want to I say? Got one, I got one piece. One, I got homework. I think from this episode, every black man should pull out a a pad and make one commitment to his significant other, his wife, his girlfriend, and do this. Take her to dinner, take her to lunch, take her to breakfast, take her somewhere, and just listen. And then communicate with her on her level on where she is. And be honest and open and figure out what y'all doing and make sure that she's very clear on where y'all going and where y'all headed. Ooh, that's if we good. do that, yeah. like that's going to make a tremendous difference. I think mm-hmm. I, I believe in our, um, the perception that a lot of black women have for black men. So homework assignment, homework assignment. If we can do that one thing, we're going to take them out to eat anyway. Listen to them. We take them out. Agreed. Cool. Agreed. And if you guys want to connect with me, go to AtlantaCoupleTherapy.com. All right, everybody. Peace. Have a good one. Homework. <laughs>